for that don't make him country i had the idea of making a line dance song and i was actually out line dancing and i saw this person being untrue to themselves pretending to be country just to be in a relationship so after i saw that experience i drove home and i was like i have this perfect song it's going to be called that don't make him country and I came up with the chorus. Mm-hmm. And then I told Pete the whole story with details. And I was like, this is what just happened. This is what I saw. Here are the things that describe a fake country boy. And we just started writing. And I think we wrote that in one day. Like we were, really? we were just bouncing back and forth. Like it was a super quick write for that one. And we were super excited. everyone, and welcome to Living in the Limelight. I'm your host, Jay Huller. As a quick reminder, please follow us on Instagram at Living in the Limelight Show, and check out our website at livinginthelimelight.com. And of course, you can find our podcasts through all the major streaming services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on YouTube at Living in the Limelight Podcast. Each week, we feature a conversation with a different artist where we delve into what makes them tick, and sometimes we get pro tips on pursuing a career as an artist. If you are a performer or know someone who is and would like to be considered for our show, check out the questionnaire at livinginthelimelight.com, and thanks so much for listening. Maddie Lee Ann is an American actor and country music singer-songwriter. She was born in Columbus, Ohio, and moved to Florida when she was 11 years old. She began her acting and modeling career at the age of 14. She's been in numerous short films and feature films and has been a part of multiple modeling campaigns. In 2021, she began pursuing a career as a country music singer-songwriter. Check out Maddie's music on all streaming platforms. Let's welcome Maddie Leanne to Living in the Limelight. Hello. Hello. Is this Maddie? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Welcome to Living in the Limelight. Thank you. It is so nice to meet you. Um, I am incredibly impressed with the things that you've done at your tender age. And I'd love to talk about right at the beginning here, um, what got you into all this? You're, I don't even know if I can count that high, but you go, you know, triple threat, quadruple threat, you're into a lot of things. And I think that takes a lot of drive and ambition. So can you go back for us and tell us where you thought for the first time, Hey, I think the stage might be a good place for me. Yeah. Okay. So I started off wanting to be in the modeling industry. And my mom suggested that I don't start until high school. So as soon as I got into high school, I found my first agent. And then I was in between the ages of like child acting and adult acting. Okay. I mean, sorry, adult modeling and child modeling. So my agent suggested I try acting. 
And then I was on a set as an extra, and they ended up bumping me up to a supporting role. And then I fell in love with acting. Like, from there on, I just kept looking for projects. I did many, like, student film projects and some feature films. Uh And then last year, I was on a set, and someone asked me if I did music. And then that just kind of sparked my interest to start writing. And then it's been a year with music and I've co-written two songs with Pete Massidy and I definitely plan on writing more songs in the future. That is so that's amazing. kind of like how that all laid out. Yeah. And that, that was a quick run through. I want to, I want to go a little deeper if you, if you don't mind back into that when you said, yeah. I love acting, like you felt that moment. Um, how did you know? Cause some, of, <laughs> I think some of us are like, I'm not sure. Am I doing the right thing in life? But you, it sounds like to me, you did, did you like, feel a connection that you knew would be a part of you for forever? Yeah. So learning the lines definitely was something that like sparked my interest. I got to step into a new character and the character that I was playing in the first set I was on was a very angry character and I don't really yell at people that much. So it was super fun to just yell at people on set as that character, but learning lines, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, but I was able to learn like six scenes in a short amount of time and that kind of made me think like oh this could be something i could do like this is kind of fun like stepping into new characters and that's so fascinating so to to me it seems like it was so you took something that wasn't you and i know that maybe this is the you know the definition of acting like you don't yell at people but you thrived Mm -hmm. on hey i can learn these lines and i can i can yell at people and you made it fun for you yeah it's definitely fun stepping into like different characters yeah, I love that. And uh, do you do you find that acting sort of um, spills into your daily life? Like when you're around other people, do you find yourself uh, thinking, well, hey, I could do it a little different way, in, like your interactions with the people around you? Or do you like reserve that for when you're on like, camera? Yeah, I feel like I definitely keep it reserved and like, I guess you would say real life. I don't really think much about when that comes that but I don't really think much about what I'm speaking to other people it's not scripted mm-hmm. and acting is a whole new persona that you're taking in so you kind of have to think about the person's mannerisms and everything but me on a day-to-day I kind of just <laughs> live normally. do you find that you study um people a little bit because I imagine for doing a role you and you have to if you say you're the angry person you're gonna have to yell at somebody if you saw someone being angry on the street would you look at that through the lens of, well, you know, I, I, yeah. that's what an angry person looks like or, do, you know what I mean? Unin- you kind of carry that with you. Yeah. Unintentionally, I do love to people watch, like what people do on day to day and their mannerisms. Mannerisms are something that like is huge that goes into different emotions. So I love to see what other people are doing. Yeah. Oh, I do too. It's, it's, it's a fun pastime. Absolutely. For sure. Um, uh-huh. what would be, I guess if you could pick your ideal, um, kind of role, cause you've explored the, the angry side and, and, and some, probably many other things in your, in your acting career so far, if you could like kind of crystal ball it and say, I'd love to do this kind of portrayal, um, what might it be? Okay. That's kind of a hard question. <laughs> I love doing emotional roles. I like, like crying on mm-hmm. like set. Um, I think scary would be super fun to do. As you being a scary character or you being scared? 
a scary character. Ooh. That would definitely be a really fun role to do. So like the horror genre in general. Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome to okay. play. And and again, that's not like part of your daily life. That'd be stepping way out. Into something oh yeah, that would be stepping way out of what. <laughs> wow, that that is fascinating. Um, so blend this if you could into into music. You said so you were on set. And someone's like, "Hey, what about uh, what about singing and, and music?" And you're like, hmm. "Did was there a, a beginning for you with music that maybe?" I don't know if it coincided with acting when you were young. Would you like singing in the car? Did you have like an attachment to music maybe you didn't know about? I mean, I've always listened to country music. So that's why I love country music now. Mm -hmm. I never really thought about making music a career path of mine. Yeah. So it's kind of been all new stepping into it this year. I love it so much. I think songwriting is something that connects with me a lot and I love sharing my story with writing with people uh-huh. so it, it was definitely a whole new journey that I'm stepping into and I'm happy that I met the people that I did that kind of suggested it to me yeah so some people just it, it was not planned and it was just kind of magical the way it happened and now you're definitely deep into music and songwriting mm-hmm. and I'm glad to hear that you love it w- what do you think um, when you said like it's it helps you write stories about people, do you draw from your own um, personal experiences, or do you like to like we were talking about before study others and write about them, or both? So, all the songs I have written so far are from own like my own experiences. I haven't really thought about writing from another person's experience or point of view. Mm-hmm. So everything right now has just been my own experiences with life. And how does that feel to put those experiences out to the world for everyone to kind of consume? Well, I I love like just putting stories out there and hoping that I can connect with someone that's going through the same thing or feeling the same emotions as I am. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're going to feel the same frustration as me, just tapping into people's emotions. Got you. And, and what's it like? Um, and this would be maybe two different feelings. I have no idea, but... So you're you've got a role in a in a movie or a show or whatever, and friends and family are watching it, and you're there. So it's a premiere, or it's the first time you've seen them see it. How does that feel for you? And then the, a follow up I'd love to be with like for music when you played that tune for the first time for people um, to kind of consume. What goes through your mind? So when I went to Tennessee for the premiere, I was just really hoping people would like my acting that I put out there, I think the storyline has a very emotional um, touch to people. I don't want to share too much out to everyone. It's not out for the public yet. Um, With my music though, it's a little nerve wracking wondering if people will connect, um, connect emotionally the same way I do, but the responses that I've gotten are amazing. And I'm so thankful people are connecting the same way that I am. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. And, and is that true for, um, cause of course being on set and filming is one thing and then the movie comes out, but what about singing live? Does that give you, um, you know, the, the emotions, the feels, or what is it like for you to be in front of an, an audience, a live audience and, and putting music out there for people to hear? Yeah. So I've only performed one time live and it was, so much fun i cannot wait to do it again <laughs> just seeing people 
like smiling at you as you're singing is just such a good feeling. And eventually they start to get the words down and they're singing back to you. It's very, um, like very happy. It's a very happy experience. So when you're singing, it's, it's, it's a true, you're, you're connecting with the audience in a purposeful way. You actually see them and it's not just like, I don't know. When, when I was young, right. someone told me in theater class, they're like, just pretend everyone's naked and don't worry about it if you're nervous. But you're like, it sounds like you're like looking at them and seeing how they are. Is that true? Yes, definitely. I, I feel like I was singing to everyone, like looking at them and just seeing how they were feeling as I was singing made me feel so happy. And yeah. seeing people get in too is just an amazing experience. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I totally admire that because it doesn't, it's not in my wheelhouse to do. And, and, and that's why we love you guys for what you do on the stages because you, you can entertain us and connect with us. And I'm so glad to hear that you, you know, you're looking for that. Um, yes, definitely that I have. Well, can you walk us through, I have no idea what it's like to be on a movie set or um, a photo shoot as model or any of that. Can you sort of like paint a picture of, some of your experiences, they don't have to be specific, but just some, some memories you have of, of being in front of a uh, camera or with the, all the attention on you. And, you know, what, what goes through your mind? Are, do you get nervous? What do you, how do you feel throughout process, like through a photo shoot or through a, through a filming? So I'm going to walk you through the whole process. Hair and makeup is only super chill. I'm always chatting up with like the hair and makeup artist. Uh-huh. Then, wardrobe is super chill i'm always a little bit worried that i'm like not wearing the right thing but that's not like ever an issue and then right before i start going on camera i like talk my lines back to myself just to make sure and then once i get on camera i completely stop thinking about any worries or anything and i just live in the moment try to connect with the actors around me because i know they're having a fun time i'm having a fun time and we're just trying to put a good product out there Interesting. So that's kind of like, um, it's game time, like game on. And what, what would happen if you kind of got out of the mode of connecting with that actor you're doing the scene with and you started thinking about the lines? Do you think it wouldn't be as good of a product? I feel like if it was something noticeable, the director would 100% have us redo it and Mm -hmm. try again, maybe give us some notes. I'm always willing to receive notes. I love getting notes. It helps us bring the vision that the director has. Mm-hmm. So he would reset us and we would just do it again. I try to keep myself very calm on set. I love doing it. So I never get too anxious on camera. And when you're filming on camera, there isn't that many people around you. Uh-huh. It'll, be, it'll be a empty room almost. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you have a whole audience. So that's really nice. It's very private. Got you, got you. And when that criticism, I don't want to call it criticism, you, you said it was notes, and I like that word. When that happens, like, I, th- I think of my, like, days in school and the teacher's like, eh, no, that's not the right answer. Try again, it's B or whatever, right? So you're, you're getting a little bit of correction. How, how does that land for you in terms of the next time when you do it? Okay, it's kind of tricky. So <laughs> I feel like this, I would think about it, just really think about what the director is telling me uh-huh. and think about what their vision is and honestly not think about it too much so you don't get in your head, but just yeah. tweak a bit of emotion that they're trying to make you pers- like look like. 
So if I say like, oh, like maybe slow down this line, just saying, okay, slow down this line, make this line a little bit more dramatic. What would I be thinking that would make this line dramatic? And then think about it a little bit more. Like, why is this line so hard for me to get out and add a little bit of backstory? So you're just kind of calm in your head, but also have a story going on. Interesting. So do you think that'd be good advice for anyone wanting to get into acting is just to stay as as chill as you can and not let the criticism go to your head too much? Do you think that's like helped you in your craft a lot? Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. I think the criticism isn't towards you directly as an actor. I think it's just to get the best mm. vision that this director has for this show or movie that they're making. And I think also just being true to yourself and not comparing yourself to anybody else. Just be in your lane and work as hard as you can for yourself. Yeah, I think that's fantastic advice. I think that's fantastic life advice, just to kind of stay in your lane and um, not let someone, not our situation or someone get into your head like that. I think that's fantastic. Definitely. Yeah. So um, is music similar for you if you're like recording a song and maybe things aren't going well or things are going great? What's the kind of the range of emotions for songwriting i've heard you say you love songwriting can you talk me through like what emotions that brings to you when you get your thoughts and your experiences and they're on paper do you like do you write the song out on paper first or are you like fiddling with instruments and sounds or how does it usually go i know you've got a couple that you've co-written what how did how did those go yeah so normally i get my ideas at night and i'll just start rubbling on a paper, like putting all my ideas out, kind of just like word vomit, just getting it all out. Yeah. And then with the song, I went to Peak and I was like, hey, I have these ideas. Here's what I've written. And then kind of show them like my chorus or whatever. And then we would piece together parts and make it flow better with like a melody and stuff and kind of shape it better. Yeah. And then bounce ideas back and forth. That's what I love about co-writing because I could say something and it could spark something with Pete or Pete could say something and it could spark something with me that would just make the song flow better. That will just read better. Interesting. Do you see um, a lot of co-writes in your future? Or do you see maybe at some point where uh, is, is that kind of like a, a practice ground now for you and that maybe on down the road, you'll be um, refined enough that, it, it, that process will kind of come through you or do you you really love the co-writing or even more like a, a writing room that that ambiance of of producing the product are you opening are you open to um that as a as an idea for you know the distant future or are you looking forward to maybe like getting it down yourself sometime i feel like writing a couple on my own is definitely something i want to do but i do love co-writing and working with other people um, just to hear someone else's opinion. Mm-hmm. I like write, writing with Pete a lot. I haven't really written in a group setting, so I don't really know how that would go, but definitely want to try some on my own in the future. Got you. Yeah, and I love that you've got a little bit, you just kind of let it happen with, you know, you, you're at night and the thought comes and you get it on paper. Uh, and mm-hmm. capture it. That's that's really smart. Um, so maybe specifically, I'd love to talk about a, your, your two songs. Um and you can do them in either order you want. You've just released that, that, that don't make him country. And, um, and they've got numb and anything that you can think of during the process of getting those songs down, because, um, I find that's like 
you know, gold for people who are, are listening to this program specifically and just in general is like, how did somebody take thoughts from their brain and get it into a song and now I'm listening to it? It's like almost untangible um, the way it works and you've done it. You've done it twice. And uh, I loved it. You know, those songs specifically, what, what do you remember about um, when you thought of the, of the parts to the, your favorite parts to them or anything that kind of comes to mind? So for numb, I wrote that off of like real life experiences. I was actually sitting in my bathroom, which is in like the lyrics. In the video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was like kind of a real life experience that I had. And I was writing down my feelings as I was going. It was during COVID and you felt really alone. So I just kind of wrote everything down. Um, I think I didn't think about it too much. It just flowed. It wasn't forced. It just flowed out with like the lyrics and stuff. So that's why I think I really like that song. It's very personal to me. Mm-hmm. And then for That Don't Make Him Country, I had the idea of making a line dance song. And I was actually out line dancing. And I saw this person being untrue to themselves, pretending to be country, just to be in a relationship. So... After I saw that experience, I drove home and I was like, I have this perfect song. It's going to be called That Don't Make Him Country. And I came up with the chorus. Mm-hmm. And then I told Pete the whole story with details. And I was like, this is what just happened. This is what I saw. Here are the things that describe a fake country boy. And we just started writing. And I think we wrote that in one day. Like we were... Really? We were just bouncing back and forth. Like it was a super quick write for that one. And we were super excited. And this, the lyrics were just coming so quickly to us. So can you think back? Because this, this is the magic portion right here where I'd love to, to grasp. So you, you thought of, you had the experience. You saw the person. You thought about the structure of the way to describe it. But where, how does the music start to get attached to the words because to me like i i'm a drummer and i can just go and hit <laughs> i can do a beat i can do a beat all day long but you've got chords and you've got single notes and then you know all of this can you think of how you you and and Pete put some of that music to some of those words like uh maybe where some of it happened like the the first part was like oh this sounds really good it should sound like this did you guys work on piano did you work on guitar do you remember anything about that fiddle around with the guitar like as we're putting it together Mm -hmm. and i showed him some example songs which i can't remember off the top of my head which ones they were but i was just pulling them from when I was outline dancing, like what I was hearing and the songs that I liked that worked well. Mm-hmm. I know I wanted to like have an electric guitar in there because it gives it like a good oomph, right. I guess, oomph, or I would have. <laughs> it's fun to dance to. Um, I, Pete definitely is more on the music side and the melody making. I was really heavy on the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But so the it, was only a, process- it was a learning process for you. Yes, it definitely is a learning process. I'm definitely still learning, and I'm learning guitar right now. So I think that will help for my next songs that I'm going to be writing. Definitely. And um, and what's that process like to to learn a, an instrument like that? I tried guitar when I was young, 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 and it didn't last too long for me. But um, are you finding it's 
one, I know you said it's productive for your craft, but are you enjoying it? Yes, I'm definitely enjoying it. I've had a guitar since the fourth grade and yeah. I have not been able to learn it, but I found a local studio that I'm working with and we're definitely moving a lot faster. We have three songs that we're working on right now on guitar. So it's given me more motivation to see a song and be able to play it and be more into music now than I was before. Mm -hmm. I practice every day. Sometimes I practice, I don't know, three hours sometimes. And I just do it over and over and over because I really want it now. And I think it would be a good aspect for when I'm performing. Definitely. Um, and are you playing mostly on, on acoustic guitar just to kind of get that natural sound? Or are you fiddling a little bit with electric? Yeah, mine's an acoustic guitar right now. We have a few electric guitars, but I have not stepped into that world yet. Yeah, it's a it is a whole different world. Even though it seems like well, a guitar is a guitar, but um, the sound and and just to bring sound, amplification yeah. to it is like whoa. <laughs> yeah, I want to get the music down first. Very cool. What about piano? Are you curious about that? Do you think you'll ever add that to your repertoire? Um, currently, I have a keyboard. I wouldn't say I'm professional at it. I think I've kind of picked it up with songwriting, just finding notes on it. Mm -hmm. it's, I didn't intentionally learn how to play piano. It just kind of happened as I was learning all this music stuff. Yeah. I think guitar definitely is first, and then it would be piano next. I would learn, or maybe even drums. That's an idea. Oh, mine. hey, call me up. I'll give you the lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that and you have to think a whole different way when you when you think about drums. But um, I think that's a, I, it's a good sequence, right? Because the guitar is very portable, and then you can move into a, a piano when you're more of a stationary setting. Mm -hmm. Very nice. So um, I was thinking um, I did look at the um, the music video for Numb uh, a little while ago, prepping for this, and I I did see that scene with you uh, crying in the bathroom when you made that video. Um, and I guess in general, in in combining, well, I guess the first question I have from it is, so that was a personal, personal story, and you were portraying it as yourself. So what kind of, when you finished that take, when you finished making that part and you didn't have to, you weren't crying in the bathroom anymore, what did you come away with? Like, oh my gosh, was there a realization of, uh, okay, I have a song and now it's, it's, on video and I, what kind of feelings did you have when you finished wrapping that part? So I watched the take back and I was like, yes, like that <sighs> was so good. Cause in my head, like when I'm acting or crying, mm -hmm. I go blank. Like I tried not to think about anything. The way I cry is just blank. And I wasn't able to see the camera or what the shot looked like. So I was just like, we're going to try this. And I'm when I look at it when we're done, I had a really amazing videographer. Mm -hmm. So when I saw it, I was like, yes, that's what my vision was. And I was super happy. Yeah. And I would agree with you on the videography, the, um, the shots in the, I think it was an elevator or at least the corner with the glass behind you and that bathroom scene were both amazing. And the cry, the cry was a hundred percent, uh, believable. And I, and I'm sure in the moment you actually brought those emotions because um, it was your story. Right. Yeah. Wow. It was very fun too. The studio that we shot at had so many different setups and I definitely want to go back there. 
because there's so many they have so many cool props so i think i might use that again in the future yeah it's nice to kind of now what was it like for you in the end so we talked about that crying scene but when the the final product was done and and you know this is you this is your story this is a, about being numb you know this is about staring down the barrel of what's to come to quote you what it, <laughs> what in the end when you watched it so we know you love the crying scene did you like go oh my gosh how did you how did you like the final product when it was done were you um totally happy with it a little bit nervous what did, what did you walk away with so the very first time i watched it i was nervous mm-hmm. i was like biting my fingernails like wondering what's gonna look like next because i haven't seen the final product before and then the second time i watched it i was like okay i like that that was good like that definitely shows the story that i wanted to show interesting so it, it kind of it grew on you a little bit and the what do you think the difference was between the first two watches? Like, why do you think you felt differently the first time versus the second? The first time I was more like nervous, like watching myself, like as an actor, like watching myself act. The second time I watched the whole overall story of the music video. Okay. Does that happen with your, um, your movie pieces and your, have you done any work in TV? Does it happen with your other stuff on film where you eat that first time you see it and the second time you see it, you have a little bit different reactions? Yes, 100%. Really? So I went to two movie premieres of Always a Winner. The first time I was like watching my scenes, like what am I going to say next? How is this going to be portrayed? Like you never know with like the music and how they cut it, like what it's going to look like. So the first time is always super nerve wracking. Like, how am I going to look like on camera? And then the second time, you're like, okay, I know what my scenes look like. Let me watch the whole story and mm-hmm. sit back and kind of see everything. Interesting. You know, I, I think that might be similar to, you know, a fan's perspective. When I hear a new song, for example, I'm listening for the words to try to understand what's, what the story is, right? And I'm listening a little <laughs> bit to the music itself. But then the second time I listen to it, I'm more familiar with it and I can enjoy it more so um that is that is fascinating that you look at it from a, a like a technical perspective to see make sure everything is good and then then you know and then you can kind of absorb it as a as a fan so to speak <laughs> yes definitely that's really great um have you ever had any experiences um that like the people listening to this would be surprised so we know you've done modeling we know you've done acting we know you've done singing has have you ever come across something where like something completely out of the ordinary for any of those settings, um, some funny thing that happened to somebody that you still carry with you or um, a, a, a sweet memory that someone you got to meet. Um, I just, the behind the scenes stuff is fascinating to me. And I think a lot of people like to hear, you know, like what it's like to be you <laughs> and things that you've experienced. Can you think of anything that like um, that jumps out as a, as a memory from, whatever you've done? Oh, so many memories. So many things. Bring them all. We got all night. (laughs) So one memory that's like super in the front of my brain was I was filming a movie and it was in COVID. This movie is not released yet. Okay. Called Do You Remember? And it was mid-COVID and TikTok. I was like so addicted to it. I was doing so many dances and I was 
dancing in the hotel room, learning so many dances. And then I asked one of the other cast members if she wanted to do it. And she was a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. And she was so nice. And she's like, yes, yeah, I'm going to learn your TikTok dance. So we went to the hotel lobby and we did our dance. I just remember it being like super fun, like something different from being working all the time, just laughing and having the embarrassment of like, we're in this hotel for three weeks and everyone just saw us dance in the lobby. But it was super fun. That's amazing. Do you... Um- did that TikTok do really well? Do you remember if it was like one of the ones that trended or, or whatever? Yeah, it actually did pretty well. And it did pretty well on Instagram reels. I'm not sure what it exact was, but it was like, I haven't had a reel blow up in like a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I posted that one and it like got a lot of views. And it was just so funny just how it was just casually in a hotel lobby when we were waiting for our next day at work. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I think about it, though. It's a little bit like, um, you know, you've brought your acting career in because there are people watching. It's a public lobby, so you have an audience. And you've yeah. got your music because you're dancing to music, and you love to dance. So it was it was a perfect environment for you. <laughs> it was really fun. And then filming Always a Winner, we were on this farm, and they had a donkey named Waffles. And at the time, I had a pet chinchilla named Waffles. So it was really fun. We got to go and feed him. Was that your first was, experience with a donkey? Well, no, it wasn't my first experience with a donkey, but it was just cool being on set like with a donkey, even though he like, wasn't in the movie. Uh-huh. Just like we got to go feed the donkey and go visit the donkey whenever we wanted to. So that was fun. Yeah, kind of. I a, didn't know. Go ahead. Sorry. Me too. I can't remember, but I just remember the donkey so so well because I had a chinchilla named Waffles at the same time. Yeah, well, that's a cool name, and I, I appreciate that because it's a it's a total diversion from what was happening. Right, you got your business, you're doing your business with the the filmmaking, and then there's there's a donkey <laughs> just to kind of go have fun with. Fun. Cool. Uh, any others you can think of off the top of your head? Let me think. Um, not that I can think of, like, off the top of my head. I remember many nights of, like, being really tired after set and then just, like, laughing so much with the cast at dinner because we're all, like, slap happy. But no no exact memories popping up to me right now. Okay. Well, that reminds me of a question I've always wanted to ask. I don't think I've gotten a chance to, for anyone I've talked to yet, is... Can you describe like the workload involved in in filmmaking and in in just in the production of things on film? Because the perception I have is, you know, it's a whatever. It's a nine to five. You go and do your things. They say cut, lights go off, you go home or you go to the trailer, or whatever. It is it like that or are the hours crazy and sometimes unexpected and they're, you know, surprises? What kind of, what has been in your experience? It definitely depends on the set that you're on. I've had some that it's an overnight shoot. So we're working overnight till like 6 a.m. And then some that are really strict on hours and we could be done by 6 p.m. It kind of just depends on what the setting of your scenes are. Are you sort of... 
are you sort of prepared nope. for that? Like, do they say we're going to shoot overnight, so show up at eleven o'clock p.m. and prepare to be done at eight in the morning? Or was that one you were thinking of? Like, you started at eight in the morning and ended up going to eight the next morning? Yeah, no, they definitely prepare you. Like, this is going to be an overnight shoot. Like, okay. I shot at Halloween Horror Nights and going into that, I'm like, okay, I know I'm not going to get out of here until probably three a.m. So I was going in probably um, maybe 10 mm-hmm. p.m. So like, they definitely prepare you and they tell you the scenes that you're going to be doing and they give you the schedule of the whole day. So you have times where you're sitting and doing nothing and like, you can get a snack and chill out before your next scene. So you're not always working continuously. Okay. So there's a little break in there. and Yeah, I, yeah I, I, can... I've always wondered because, you know, what would happen if, if you had a day like that, like, like I described, and you're so tired. The director's like, okay, we got to do it again. <laughs> Have you experienced like that where you're just, your head is in a different mind space? Maybe you've got something going on at home or you know, someone's sick or I don't know. And, and your head is distracted with something else. And if you had to kind of plow through um, to get, you know, the scene filmed. Currently, I have have not had that happen i've had days where i'm like tired waking up then i get some coffee and i'm like okay we're ready to go <laughs> um, so thankfully i haven't had that happen where i'm just like super exhausted i always have a mindset of like okay today's the work day i have this scene this scene and this scene and i do it like a checklist like okay got this scene done let me read over this scene and move on to the next got you and do you think it's important um, to, to plan ahead of for those things. So like that one shoot that you mentioned that started at 10 and, and went till three in the morning, did the, the day before or the day of, did you do anything special to kind of make sure that your body and your mind was ready for that evening? I mean, I definitely make sure I get enough sleep and I make mm-hmm. sure I eat enough food and then just mentally prepare yourself like what you're getting into. And then I always like to look at my lines right before because if I do all of them together my mind's going to get like crazy and just tornado so I do whatever scene is coming up the next day I'll memorize those lines at night that makes sense so at night memorize the scenes for the next day yeah it makes total sense um do you like ever call up a friend and say hey do you want to run lines with me or do you can you do that whole process and you can play the, the, however many characters there are like you do the whole scene in your head like that but of course focusing on your own lines mostly yeah so my process is I will read the whole entire thing like the whole scene about 10 times mm-hmm. and then I will take it to voice memos and I will voice memo the other characters lines and leave a blank for what I'm supposed to say my lines and talk to myself honestly, and just do that until the conversation kind of flows. Do you change up your voice a little bit to try to get those characters a little differentiated from you? Yes. It depends on the character, but yes, I definitely do. I try to have fun with it. At the end of the day, it's for fun. Yeah, that's a really great process. I've talked to many artists that use notes, um, voice memos, that kind of thing. Like the the phone uh, over the years has become an incredible tool for for many people in many ways we know in business and we know in life, but I'm, I'm fascinated to hear that. And that's, that's a testament to you to, to do all that planning, to get those down so that 
you have a, a tool to help you practice with. I wondered because I'm like, well, for me, if I had a piece of paper or something in front of me and just reading it, I don't know if it would stick, but you've, you've come up with like a mechanism to make it work. Yeah. Sometimes like if I'm having a, like a lot of trouble memorizing like a specific word, if it's like different wording than I would say, mm-hmm. I would do like a small movement, like move my foot a certain way or my hand a certain way. So then I can associate that word with that movement. So if I forget, I can just say the sentence and then move my hand. Like, oh, it's that word. Interesting. It was a little subtle thing that people won't pick up on, but my body recognizes as the word. So you you design a physical cue for yourself to kind of trigger that that difficult word. Yeah. Cool. Not all, but for words that are really struggling on, yes. Yeah. Do you find... I mean, since you said that your mind space when you do the scene is completely in the scene and with the person, does that, um, I don't want to say a habit, but does that trigger that mechanism? Does it ever come forward or by that point when you're going to film, it's, it's way past, like you have it down so solid. Yeah. Once I'm already filming, I really get into the scene and I listen to the other characters speaking and their words to mm. what I'm going to say. If I ever forget, I just think about what would someone say in like a normal conversation? Like what would their response be? And try to get back to the line that I'm, if I forget it. But typically the conversation starts to flow at that point once you're on camera. Got you. Do you ever walk away from um, filming like that? And just, even before you said you've seen the cut, you've seen the mix, you've seen with music, you just walk away and go, oh my gosh, that was amazing not like to pat yourself on the back but just the experience of having a a really cool conversation or whatever the scene was about do you ever walk away from it thinking i was just part of like a piece of art right there yes um there's a scene in always a winner that i love i don't want to say what the scene is (laughs) but i think it was just a really good in the moment everyone in the scene was really in the moment. Kind of like gave you all chills. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, I felt good. Like we're all like happy after it. Like, yes, like that was a good take. You just know it's a good take. Everyone feels it. That's really cool. Do you come like, um, together as like, uh, a brotherhood and sisterhood at the end of a big project like that? Cause that's a feature film. Like that's a movie movie. Do you like really become friends and acquaintances and like, and ha- not just hang out with each other beyond, but maybe after the project is wrapped, you kind of stay in contact with everyone like that? I definitely do try to stay in contact with everyone. It's a little bit hard because we all live in different states, mm-hmm. but we're all like Instagram friends. And if we're ever in the same state, we'll be like, oh, hey, like we're here. You want to get lunch or something? But it's not super easy because we all live in different areas. Yeah, no, I get you. And that does brings me to a, a huge question about you because your Instagram is is tremendous. You have a ton of followers, and I'm just fascinated by that because some of us just kind of, you know, do our thing, and and it is what it is. But some of us, like you, have just something. There's something about it that a lot of people are drawn to. Um, why do you? How do you think your Instagram has grown the way it has, and, and do you enjoy using it as a tool to kind of like um, share things with the world? 
Um, yeah, I definitely have worked really hard on my Instagram. I think I started at the age 14 as well. I would post mm-hmm. like every other day. I like connecting with people, not making fans, but making friends, I think is super important to me. So I love chatting with people. Mm-hmm. Like I respond to all the DMs and just making friends, I think is a huge thing and making connections is huge, which definitely helps you in this industry. And and for content, what have you found that, that you have gotten the best reactions out of? What kind of content? Is it about fashion? Is it about um, singing is it just <laughs> taking lobby TikToks and throwing them in there, or what has worked for you the best? Because I know it's a magic, you know, mystery for a lot of people who want to use that as something to kind of propel their career a little bit. And if you have any insight on like what's worked for you, maybe it would help others. What's worked for me is definitely just being myself. Okay, a lot of times unplanned content does better than planned content because it's just yourself like you're not thinking about putting out a perfect image you're just being natural on camera i think those are the videos that do best for me i have my best video is a coffee video which i was just super frustrated because i wanted to find a mason jar and i couldn't find a mason jar so i made it with a cake um what's it called like a cake cover Mm -hmm. and i was just thought it was funny for myself didn't think anyone was going to react to it and that video blew up to like 16 million views and I was like well <laughs> don't have a chance for that one but just be yourself at the end of the day people like to connect to who you are in real life experiences yeah do you think people can sort of they're smart enough or savvy enough to see when something's like scripted and planned and whatever versus the things that are just like you being you Yes, yeah. definitely. I can see the difference of like when people's trying to be when people are trying to be like a perfect image rather than just being like this is me and this is what I'm doing today, and this is my video. Like just something casual things do better than trying to be perfect. Interesting. I but guess I I'll, I'll try to be more casual in my life. Then that's that's really good advice. What kind of um, content do you kind of seek out? Do you look for the people who are like that, who are just genuine and putting out? whatever's down the line or do you also like the the polished and refined and planned and scripted out kind of things? I think I get drawn to things that are supernatural and also a lot of content that I like watching is like line dancing. That's something like I enjoy. So I, I like to find people who like the same things as me. Mm-hmm. So all the line dancing and like swing dancing content and like music content I love watching that because it's people's passion and you can see that they're really happy doing it. Yeah. And then just people natural. And I think I read this might've been on your website. I'm not sure, but you were um, maybe hoping and looking forward to getting that, um, the new song out in two locations where line dancing is. Would that be a, a, a cool thing to happen for you? Yes. So sometime next week, a line dance, is going to be coming out. It's a 32 count, two wall with one tag on the seventh wall. Um, I'm filming that next Tuesday. And my plan is to take that to a bunch of different bars. I've had it submitted internationally to a dance thing that goes to different bars. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it off the top of my head. This is all new to me that I'm taking. Yeah, it it's very submit. fresh. I get you. Um, so I have it 
the dance created and I'm filming it on Tuesday and I'll be putting it out sometime next week. Wow. That, and that's kind of a mix of, of a lot of your loves right there. in one, in one thing, if in a perfect world, what would you love to see happen with that, um, that dance and where would it go? Well, in a perfect world, I would love to see it go to like bars, all over mm-hmm. it would be really cool to see it played at the bar that's um i don't want to say what bar it's called yeah. but that's local to me and to see all my friends dancing to it would be really cool and also i want to go and like travel and meet people that enjoy the dance and make friends with them in different states so i know there's dance competitions so that would be cool to see my dance at a dance competition yeah no kidding so did you take the elements of line dancing that you love and just sort of create a a new pattern, so to speak, a new beginning to end that has the elements of of things you like, or did you pick things that you thought might be popular for people? What was kind of like your thought process in making it? So creating the dance was kind of difficult for me. So I brought in people to help me with the dance and I had a rough draft of it, of just, moves that I thought would go to the beat of the song and yeah I mean I was very new to creating the line dance so I just took moves I thought would fit and then showed them to somebody else and he helped me polish it up a little bit more got you that's that's so fascinating to me that you could do that and it it is stemming from something you love because you've got plenty of videos showing you dancing and you love that but to become like it can, to me it's kind of like someone who reads a book and they're like you know I love the way this book reads I'm going to write one and I, I I'm impressed by that that you would take something you love line dancing and you know what I'm going to make one is that do you do that a lot in your life where you like something you like and you just go for it and try to make something yourself yes I think if the opportunity is presented to you take it I think I would have never gotten into music if I didn't walk through the doors that were open for me. And now I love music and line dancing. The first time I went line dancing, I was very scared. And then I went the second time and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, just walk through the doors that are open in your life and you'll find new passions and things that make you happy. I think that's amazing advice. And and we all could stand to follow that. So um, kind of winding down a little bit, I'm always curious to know, like, it sounds like you're a super busy person. How do you do it all? Like, do you, does it ever make you a little bit crazy or are you a pretty organized person and you've got your, you know, your schedule? Do you, do you find that you're, you're pretty good at keeping up with what you want to do and what you would like to do? That kind of stuff. So I think it does get hard to like balance everything, Mm -hmm. but I'm a checklist type of person. So I wake up and like, okay, I have this, this and this to do today. And I check it off the list. Do one thing, check it off the list. But it's what I love to do. So sometimes it doesn't even feel like work. I'm just having fun throughout the day. And so what is a typical day for you? I I know you've got a list, but um, is it getting up at 7 in the morning, the crack of dawn, and and like go, go, go? Or do you you find it's at this stage in life for you that it's a pretty nice like rhythm, the rhythm of the day is comfortable and you, and you're enjoying every second. 
depends. <laughs> some days can be super full and some days can be empty. Um, most days I wake up at eight o'clock. I make three videos for the day, get those out there. I'll work on music for about like an hour of singing. And then I do about an hour to three hours of guitar, just depending on like how my fingers feel. <laughs> right. And then do any auditions that I have. Sometimes there's no auditions mm-hmm. for a couple weeks. It kind of kind of varies. Or if I'm preparing to go on set, then those days will definitely be focused on learning my lines and making sure like I'm packed to go leave to wherever I'm leaving. But most of days are really flexible where I can just chill all day. Wow, it sounds really great. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of a self-proprietor in that sense. So you mentioned auditions, and do you typically have like in-person auditions, or are a lot of your auditions um, online now? A lot of my auditions are all self-tapes. I will do some at home, and then most, like 90% of them, I go to the studio called Books from Tape. And I film my auditions there. They also have coaching there. So that's where I go for like acting lessons and stuff too. Uh-huh. So it's great to have all in one location. Since COVID, I haven't seen any in-person auditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all been online. I've, I know a couple of actors and they've, they've expressed basically the same thing, that it's that portion of it has changed a little bit. Um, so a typical audition for you, when what, what do you get um, from the the place that's going to audition you, what sort of outline or script or, and then I know it varies, I guess it varies, but what would you receive to kind of study up and prepare for um, typically? Like, is it pages and pages of stuff or is it just like barely anything usually and you got to impromptu or, you know what I mean? It really depends on the project. I think they changed a rule where it can only be a certain amount of pages, which I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, the most pages I think I've had to memorize was about six. Okay. But typically it's just two scenes. Maybe you have two pages in each scene. So typically it's really short and I can get it done fairly quickly. Maybe book like 30 minutes, 45 minutes at the studio, just depending on the length of the scene. Mm-hmm. But I normally take 30 minutes just to sit down and just go through the character breakdown and really study like who this character is. And how do you, do you, do you glean that from the dialogue that's there or is there a supplementary material that you typically get? Like this character is supposed to behave this way, like to kind of help you frame it. Or are you just looking at the words that you're supposed to say and you come up with how they're supposed to be, you know? Typically, there is a character breakdown that will will give you a very brief description of your character. And it could be like, she's shy or monotone, like like a little brief paragraph Mm -hmm. on who your character is. Okay. Maybe I'll tell you. Yeah, and you take that. Yeah, I take that to the script. Got you. And then you study it and you, you get into that mode. Oh, that is so fascinating. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, I would love for you to look in the future and imagine you, would you have, let's say 10 years from now, 
would you have the same kind of days that you're having now or what would you love to um, change in which way for your life? Because you've got so many avenues to look at and would you want you know, all of them to grow? You want music to grow, acting to grow? Or do you, um, what, could, what would you like to see? We, none of us know, right? <laughs> but what would you like to be like in 10 years? I definitely want music to grow. I want to be on tour performing at some big venues, mm-hmm. be working with some big name people. Like Hardy would be like an amazing person to be working with or be on the same stage as Hardy. Even opening for Hardy would be super cool like Morgan Wallen or Lainey Wilson. Taking my music to the next level would be super awesome. And then for acting, just maybe booking a series. That would be a good, like, staple in my career, I think. Interesting. And it would be something that um, would be, a little, like, a lot of consistency and, and, and growth. Um, would you like to see a series, like, um, as big as Grey's Anatomy? Could you see you doing something like that? Oh, yeah. That would be super cool project to be a part of and they've been doing that for so long like that that's a a solid job Mm -hmm. for a long time that would be an awesome thing if i get a series like that do you think you're um let's say that happens let's say it's it's got the promise to be a huge series do you think that your love of singing and music and even dancing do you think that those would be assets for you good things to have as you were going through that um series and do you think that you would be able to draw from those things somehow oh yeah definitely i don't think i want to like give up singing or like dancing i think it would just be something i do on like my side time rather than making it like singing my focus just do acting and then whenever acting slow do singing whenever singing slow do acting got you so in your mind you're open for whichever of the avenues that you love, if it starts to flower and blossom, you are, you're, are you a hundred percent ready to like jump in and do it? Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent ready. I believe it because I mean, you were ready to create a line dance as being a line dancer. <laughs> so I, yes. I know you're that way. I can tell that. Well, Maddie, it's been a super pleasure talking to you and I, I just, I, I admire you you know, up and down the things that you do that you jump into with both feet, because that's just, that's got guts that um, many people don't, don't have necessarily. And, and you do, and, and you're bringing terrific stuff to us um, as consumers of what you do. And um, I just, I, I hope the best for you. I hope all those things happen. And I like, again, it was great to meet you. Can you leave us with like, how um, clearly on Instagram, a lot of people are reaching and you said you, you would apply to DMs. How would you love for um, additional um, people listening to this show to kind of gravitate towards you? What, what would you push them toward? Um, would it be your new song? Uh, would it be your Instagram account, TikTok, all of it? And maybe just kind of point us through your best and favorite um, avenues to connect with your audience. Yes, you can find me on all social media platforms at Maddie underscore Lee underscore Ann. I think right now YouTube is something I definitely want to push. It has my music out there. It has line dancing. It has fun videos, just personal things to connect with. Instagram. Of course, I'm always on Instagram. 
just all social media platforms, but definitely YouTube and Instagram are my two main platforms that I'm really pushing right now to put content on. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, I know you've got quite a following on both really. So that's, um, that's great. So absolutely. And, and Maddie, I'm going to create a page for you um, at livinginthelimelight.com that will have all that information. So after people listen to this, um, they can, they can go there and kind of springboard off. But um, again, super pleasure meeting you and call me back anytime. Please let me know when new music is coming out so I can share with everybody. And uh, I wish you the best and uh, I love talking to you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're quite welcome. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Talk to you soon.